Our next storyteller. Next storyteller. Your next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Hello and welcome to The Narrators. This podcast collects stories from our live events where people share true stories based on a theme. Your next storyteller is artist and comedian Kira McKaylin. Kira is a creator of Turbulent Flow, a digital repository for all of her creative work, including the incredible illustration that she recently made for our podcast cover art. You should find and follow her on Instagram too, because I am totally in love with her Honest Monsters series. This was Kira's first time sharing a story at the Narrators. Her story was recorded live on January 15th, 2020. The theme of the evening was vision. I I don't really know how other people see me because it took me a very long time to kind of understand who I was. I was raised very conservatively uh, and I didn't really question it for a while. So I always thought I was going to grow up to be like, Wifey with kids, probably in Ohio, going to church on Sundays. And when religion didn't work out for me, I still clung to a lot of the same ideas. Uh, One of those was monogamy. And uh, I was with somebody for eight and a half years, which, if you're curious, is too many years. Uh, (laughs) And when if you're with somebody that long, the end of it isn't like a bunch of fighting. It feels a lot more like you got a puppy eight and a half years ago, and you really love and cherish that puppy, right? Like you raise it and you teach it like tricks and you get it an Instagram account because you're a little freak. And and then your puppy grows up into a dog and it gets old and it's sick and then it dies. But in our case, we just held on to its corpse for like two years. We just kept taking it to the dog park. Its fur is sloughing off. There's maggots pouring out of its eyes. People are like, what's wrong with your dog? You're like, it's dead. It's fine. Uh, Those are love maggots. And I'm not going to talk shit about my ex. I genuinely hope that he is happy and continues to never speak to me again. But it is important for the story that you know his name was Jordan. And uh, like I said, that breakup didn't go great. Uh, It probably would have been better if I didn't cheat on him. But, you know, you live and learn. And (laughs) I don't know. So it ended pretty terribly. And I had to try and, like, pick myself out and pick myself up and put myself back out there, which I wasn't good at either of those things. And I decided the best way to approach doing that is uh, mushrooms, mostly. I spent about a year of my life on mushrooms. And um, I, yeah, wow is right. Um, very different person after that. And uh, so after this breakup, I, uh, I finally like, started you know, dating again. And I'd never used dating apps before. This was like 2015, so Tinder was new and exciting and kind of a, why is there a gun in mom's closet kind of way? <laughs> So I got on Tinder, and I ended up matching with this guy whose name was also Jordan. And uh, I was like, you know, I, uh, I, almost, I almost passed. I was just like, I'm not doing this twice. But I was also like, that's judgy, right? Um, so we matched. And Jordan number two was about as Tindery as 2015 Tinder got. <laughs> like, tiny little man bun, really likes the outdoors, like, all that. And um, we met up, he suggested that we go for a day hike. And my ex was also very outdoorsy, so who better to rebound with than an exact copy (laughs) of your ex? And so he's just like, yeah, we'll go for a day hike, which I took as a sign to take mushrooms, (laughs) because 
<laughs> at that point in my life, most things were assigned to take mushrooms. I didn't tell him this either, by the way. I was like, <laughs> this for me. And uh, so we go on this hike and uh, I get, I don't know how far before they start really kicking in. And it's like, it's like mid-February at this point. I'm like, there's snow melting on the ground. I'm like, we're walking on a trail of ghost faces. <laughs> I wish I had more details of this date for you. He was a pretty good sport about it. I don't remember anything other than he told me that his birthday was also my ex's birthday. <laughs> and I was just like laugh crying and something about being on the moon. And uh, <laughs> we hung out for a couple months after that. Uh, <laughs> Mostly, like, neither of us wanted something serious. He wanted to, like, go and move on to the mountains in, like, Washington, and I wanted to move on from dudes named Jordan. And we both sort of accomplished that, sort of. So my story picks back up in May, which is just after the birthdays of Jordan 1 and 2. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm out at a bar with my coworkers because I'm still reeling from this eight and a half year breakup thing. Uh, it took me a while to like level out. My coworkers decided to like take me out and we are all getting drunk on like liquor that comes out of glow sticks. Just <laughs> like that Lodo bottom shelf shit that you don't drink often. And um, so we're all hanging out at this bar and my coworkers are trying to be supportive, but they're also drunk dudes in their early mid twenties. So they're just like, have you ever had sex with a girl before? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you just put your boobs together like they're a zipper. <laughs> what do you think gay sex is, sex is bro? And uh, so we had this conversation for too long. And uh, we're bar hopping around Lodo. And eventually, I think my coworker realizes that I'm not going to go home with him. And we get to a bar, and he decides that he's going to like find a girl that he's going to go home with. And he picks her, and I see her, and she is super my type. Holy crap. Uh, she has this gorgeous long brown hair. She's like got the perfect amount of tattoos. Like, oh my god, I was enamored. And also, I wanted to make my friend feel bad. So <laughs> we were getting drunk at this table, and they're kind of like making some dumb wingman game plan. And I was just like, I can get hotter girls than either of you. I can get that girl to go home with me. Because when I'm drunk enough, my sexuality is in it to win it. So <laughs> we bet 50 bucks, and I, I'm, God, I do not feel good about anything that happens in the story from this point on. <laughs> I go over to the table of her and her friends, really too confident in this piece of shit move I'm about to do. And I slide into the booth with them and say, hey, my asshole friend over there thinks you're really cute. And uh, I don't want you to talk to him because he's an asshole. And I did a bet with him that I can get hotter girls. So if you leave this bar with me at close, we can split a lift. You can get on with my life and I can make this idiot feel bad about himself. <laughs> and we did. So we got, we got in the lift together and then we started making out, which was awesome. And we ended up back at her place, which was also awesome. And then I, uh, I had the spins so bad, I had really overdone it. I went into her bathroom and threw up in her tub. I'm not a monster. <laughs> and then I, I cleaned the tub, like I turned the water on and cleaned it out. 
which in retrospect means she took a strange girl back to her place and then I immediately threw up and took a bath. (laughs) From her perspective, came back out, you know, we did the thing, zipper boobs, whatever. Um, I know how it all works. I'm very good at it. And she, so she gets to this point where she decides to do something so lovely for another person where she starts to go down on me and it's very exciting and I remember like grabbing her and kind of like scratching her and she says as any normal person would say ow you're hurting me (laughs) and then me without thinking said well be a man (laughs) which uh is super tough to recover the mood after that and we kind of agreed that I should leave and um (laughs) So I worked on that move. You know, I, like, called another lift. It's just like, well, I'll break even on that 50 bucks uh, that I'm getting from my coworker. And on my way out, I'm trying to, like, make small talk to something to, like, rehumanize myself and apologize. And because I'm so drunk, the best I can come up with is, sorry, what was your name again? And then she says to me, it's Jordan, asshole. Thank you. going for Kieran McGalen. I did not see that coming. I should have, but I didn't. Heaps nice in the streets But not much in the sheets Teenage heartbreak The right words you can never say Always the same The Narrators is produced by me, Ron Doyle, Sidney Crane, and Aaron Rollman, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, and Scott Carney. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Bumport Theatre Company, Illegal Pete's, From That Photo, and Great Divide Brewing Company. Our theme music is by Whalehawk, and we'd also like to thank Jobless, who provided the outro music you're listening to right now. If you're in Denver, join us for one of our live monthly shows, which take place every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theatre in Denver, Colorado. For more information about today's storyteller or The Narrators, check the show notes for this episode or visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.